This is the Daddy Sharps Podcast. Welcome everyone to episode 47. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. And today, Luke, we are breaking down UFC 291 and a place that doesn't go to too often, Salt Lake City. There are a lot of great fights in this card, including one of my favorite guys, Dustin Poirier, and he's fighting one of the toughest fighters in the UFC, Justin Gaethje. Yeah, I wouldn't you consider him, I don't know, pound for pound, the best puncher in the UFC. He, he, there's a case to be made, John. There's a case there, to be there's made. There's a case. There's a case there. Holloway, him, yes. <laughs> so we've got the diamond versus the highlight. And I can't wait to break that one down. But first, John, we've got some housekeeping to talk about here. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So uh-huh. everyone, hey, we are fast approaching the end of the Daddy Sharps UFC season number one. We will officially end season one with UFC 292 in Boston. But the exciting news is that we will start breaking down season two for college football and the NFL. And really, those two sports are our bread and butter, my man. And we're changing things up a bit this year. We were so successful last year. Instead of combining college and the NFL together, we're actually dedicating two separate podcasts per week to both sports. Oh, I'm going to love that. And you're going to love that. And we're going to love spreading the wealth to all the daddies out there. We're going to kill it, I would say, John. But yeah, first... Yeah, get some vacations, my man. Oh, dude. Let's recap a little bit about NFL and college from last year. In the combination of those, we paid for water heaters. We paid for trips to Vegas. We yes. paid for trips to Hawaii. We yes. paid for auto repairs and spare tires. We paid for it all the things that daddies need to pay for. The fun stuff that daddies need to pay for. It was great. We killed it. And speaking of killing it, John, two weeks ago, we experienced, well, let's just say some dark days. Some dark days mm. betting UFC fight night. We went 0-4 in best bets. That was the first 0-4. Yes. But we went back to the grindstone, and last week, a complete turnaround. We went 4-0 and in best bets. Let's recap those winning bets from last week's UFC Fight Night London. John. All we needed was to get off American soil for just a little bit, a little taste. My best bet, the first one, was Barbarina versus Muradoff. My best bet there, Muradoff to win. And we highlighted the new weight class for Barbarina. This guy was going up to 185s, and it was just too much. And Luke, we talked about this fight after it was over. Muradov looks like the real deal. What really impressed me the most was his fight IQ. He was great on the feet. He was great with his wrestling. But it was really how smart he was in this fight. Barbarina was losing, especially in the third round. Tried to get in Muradov's head and bait him into a brawl, Muradov wouldn't bite. The skills and smarts are going to serve this guy well as he moves up to ranked opponents, and I have a feeling this guy's going to be a best bet in the future. Muradov takes this one in a dominating decision. And then Ziam versus Herbert. My best bet here is Ziam to win, and yes, I went against the Englishman in London, and it was a winner. Ziam wins this one by decision. Both men known for their striking, but really the key to victory here that we highlighted in the podcast was Ziam's improved grappling being the key to the victory. 
Well, Herbert attempted six takedowns in the fight. How many did he land? How many, Luke? A lot. Zero. <laughs> Zayam stuffed all six of Herbert's takedowns. The grappling was masterful on this one. Excellent job, and we win, Mr. Luke. We, we did win, and I hope you appreciate the scarcasm because I tailed you on that Zion bet. And thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for that win. Ooh. That was very nice. I you had some big ones yourself on here. You had some we big did. ones here. We did. We did. My first best bet, Danny Roberts versus Johnny Parsons. Everyone said Danny Roberts absolutely will win this fight. I said the only chance Parson has in this one is to win by knockout, and he did to be a little safer, my best bet was by finish, and that's exactly what happened, and that was a best bet winner. Thank you, Johnny Parsons. Next, yes, one of my favorite fighters in the UFC of all time, Dangerous Davy Grant versus Daniel Marcos. I told you Marcos would be too much for an aging Davy Grant, but I also said that Grant never quits, doesn't know the meaning of the word. My best bet was to take the over in this fight because he doesn't quit in the fight with the scorecard. Another best bet. All right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Let's break down our best bets for UFC 291 in Salt Lake City. Ooh, so my first one here, I'm going with Giles versus Bonfim. My best bet, Bonfim by finish. Giles, three and two in his last five fights, but in his last three, he moved to welterweight. He's now fighting at 170 pounds, and he's shown a winning record here, two and one. His only loss, his debut at the weight class, and he lost by knockout. Perhaps the body wasn't quite adjusted to the cut yet. The most interesting stat in this for me, in this fight, the last two fights, which Giles won by decision, he faced four submission attempts. This guy is leaving himself exposed, and that's why I like Bonfim by finish here. He has 11 wins by submission and hasn't been out of round one on the UFC yet. On the feet, Bonfim is the high-volume striker, and Giles has been finished by knockout twice in the last four fights. So that's why I like what I kind of call the hedge here. I like by finish because there's a very good chance he just ground and pound him out. You could go submission if you want to feel a little a little dangerous, but my best bet here, Bonfim by finish. And I love that, and I absolutely respect it, and I respect everything you do and all your breakdowns in the UFC, and I am not telling you right now that you were wrong. I'm just going to interject Yes, maybe another side of this fight, and I'm going to ask you some questions because I, I agree with you. Bonfim is the guy right now. He's got a bunch of momentum behind him. He is flying through, and he is the young guy who's got all the heat on him. Let's look at the numbers a little bit. The over-under in this one is one and a half rounds. The under favored by... Minus 135. Bonfim's average fight time, though, when I look at this, and he is he's a guy who finishes his opponent, uh, opponents early. He does. But his average fight time is 2 minutes, 31 seconds. The average fight time for Giles, 11 minutes, 40 seconds. I'm just saying, if Giles can withstand the first round, I think he wins against the younger Bonfim. Who has just one fight. He has just one fight in the UFC. 
this is a great fight. It's going to be, I'm so glad that, that it's on this card and we get to watch it. I think I'm siding with Giles, but I completely respect that, that Bonfim is the guy to beat in that fight. I like it. So we're, so, we're the, the daddies are off to a disagreement we, already on the best bets. We we are, but let me ask you some questions here. Do, do you, the over under one and a half, if you had to bet that, I mean, the, the under is favored right now. Do you think Bonfim has it to finish him in that first round? I just saw one of his subs earlier today. Oh my gosh. Mounted guillotine. And this guy flipped him over with pure strength. It was unbelievable. I think he could finish this guy that early. Yes. Ah, so you take that. <laughs> you, you take that bet. All right. But uh, but uh, I I don't know in this one because because of the what you laid out. Um, I I there's a reason I didn't go under in in this, and I went just straight by the finish. I'd rather take all 15 minutes to get it. Like you said, this guy, you know the the counter argument there is. He has faced four submission attempts and has never been submitted. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. he's, he's leaving himself exposed, but he's able to fight out of it as well. I think uh, Bonfim is a better submission artist than anybody he's faced so far. Um, but I, I would rather take the over. I would side with you on the over on that. You, you I'd rather take words. the 15 minutes. You said two words so far. So is 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 Giles, he's a, he's a veteran fighter. Is he the best fighter that Bonfim has faced so far that's where say, i'm hung up that's what i'm hung yeah, up on i would i would say yes god i can't wait for this fight all right we, <laughs> we have declared it we have declared it a fantastic fight one of our best bets oh. i love it john love it here love we it, go it. here we go cannot wait all right for my first best bet you know and i i welcome the questions from you because there's gonna be plenty it's gonna be an unpopular best bet oh uh, but you know what it's gonna do you know what this best bet is going to do? It's going to stretch your relationships out there with your square buddies. Oh. Be on the golf course, you know, hole number nine. Here comes the cart lady with all the beers, and you're talking about and and bring this up and see what your square buddies are taking, and they'll look at you like you're nuts. Mm-hmm. But there's something about this fight that's speaking to me, and when we break it down, the Vegas handicapping in this one. You're going to start to read the tea leaves, my friend. <laughs> I'm looking at the lightweight fight. I've got Tony L. Kukui Ferguson versus Bobby Ooh. King Green. Bobby Green, a minus 420 favorite right now. Four to one right now. But give me Tony Ferguson to win. Wow. That is wow. my best bet. What is this? A that best is my bet. best bet. Mm. Let's talk about odds. Let's talk about odds first. Odds on green started at minus 350. They poured in. The square money is pouring in on green right now. He's a four of one favorite. But the over two and a half rounds is favored at minus 140. Then there's one prop bet out there. Green winning inside the distance is around plus 150. So Vegas is telling us this fight is going to go the distance and green will win by unanimous decision. That's what it's telling us. Do we believe that? Well, I have three reasons to explain why that is not going I to happen. I can't wait to hear this. All right. The <laughs> critics will say, let's start it with this, because I can hear it right now. The critics will say Fergus is, is, Ferguson is on a five-fight losing streak. Yeah, absolutely true. He is. And we all wonder about how much damage has been done during those fights. Been choked out by Nate Diaz. I don't know if that's an elite fight, but listen to these. 
knocked out by Michael Chandler, decisions to Darius and Oliveira, and the TKO to Justin Gaethje. So that brings me to reason number one. The Bobby Green fight will be the first time Ferguson will be stepping down in competition since 2016. Just think about that for a second. All right. Which brings us to reason number two, fitness and altitude. Ferguson's cardio is outstanding. He always has gas in the tank in later rounds. The fights are happening at 4,200 feet. That's where Salt Lake is. That's lower than Denver where you are. Not the worst altitude, but it will gas fighters who don't prepare, especially in later rounds. Tony has been training at Big Bear, California. That's at 7,400 feet. So he's ready for this one. All right, reason number three, reach and style. Ferguson is going to have a five-inch reach advantage in this fight. For Bobby Green, he likes to counterpunch all day long. That's what he does, which will be difficult to do against a five-inch reach advantage. Now, I want you to go back, and I challenge you to watch any Bobby Green fight that you can each and every time the guy fights with his hands down by his sides. Yes, he does. Down by his hips. <laughs> He's going to get tagged by that reach, and he can't counter. He's also coming off of two KO losses before his last fight, which was a no, no contest. So, you know, has he gotten some damage too? <sighs> I think this is going to be better than what everyone thinks. My best bet is Tony L. Kukui Ferguson to win this fight. That is bold, my man. That you don't look convinced. Bold. You don't that look convinced. Bold. And I don't care. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm taking El Kukui. I love it. I love it. I think now is the time that we should bring this up. We had a social media post this week. Uh, the Daddy Sharps are on a very good underdog win streak right now. The last yes. four cards, we have taken underdogs. Uh, some of them smaller underdogs, plus 185. Some of them as big as plus, I think, plus 400 is what Brenner was. And we got another one here. You you just put another one out there, my man. Excellent. Does the streak continue? I'm Does telling it? you, things can happen. Things can happen. And, sir, I'm going to tail you, and I'm going to go with an underdog myself. I love it. Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson versus Pajeda. My best bet here, Pajeda to win. Yes. <laughs> Luke, I said I wouldn't do it. We were talking about it all week. I couldn't make this guy a best bet. I'm going to make this guy a best bet. I, I think it's my favorite bet on this entire card. Me too. Hell yeah. I love this guy. Okay, but first, let's start with the Wonder Boy. Thompson, one of the hardest strikers for opponents to figure out. He's got this weird karate stance in the ring. And I'm just going to try and put it nicely here. He's experienced in the octagon. Um, that's a nice way of saying this guy's 40 years old and on the downslide of his career. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> he hates fighting grapplers. He fought Bilal Muhammad and Burns and lost both of those fights. Both of those guys are on our top grapplers in this weight class. Then he fights Holland, Kevin Holland, who's also on this card. These two make a pact before the fight not to shoot on each other. Dude, come on. This is MMA. Wonder Boy beats Holland, but Holland looked great against his striking in the first round, right up until the moment that Kevin Holland broke his hand. Yes, that's what I'm saying here. Thompson's last big win was against a striker who he made a no takedown pact with, and the opponent broke his hand in the first round. And it still took Wonder Boy four rounds to get the win. And that's only because Holland retired at the end of the round. On the other side, 
We have Wonder Boy's equal and unorthodox striking, my man, Michael Pajeda. Pajeda is must-see TV. If you ever seen this guy fight, you know exactly who he is. Flips, spinning kicks, stuff you don't see all the time. Besides this crazy style, Pajeda has gone 6-2 and two on the UFC. His only it. losses, a UFC debut and an illegal knee. Can you really count an illegal knee? Eh, no. That's it, though. That's it. Since then, six-fight win streak on the UFC, and this guy usually fights gritty vets and power punchers. And the key I love the most here, Pajeda. He's landed seven takedowns in his last five fights. He does it just to score points. He gets the takedown, and he lets you up. He's not really a control time guy. I don't think he's doing a no-takedown pact in this one. This guy's hungry. He wants to win. Finally, Look how this number shifted since it opened. I got Pajeda earlier in the week at plus 185. At last oh, check. Come on, man. At last check, this number was all the way down to plus 125. Smart money pouring in on the underdog, and that's the side that Daddy Sharps are on. Two best bets, two plus money bets. bets. Let's go. Let's go, Luke. Yeah, I'm with you on that all the way. I love, I love the Brazilian. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thompson, you know what? He's a he's a he's karate. He's karate all the way, which yes. I which means to me, um, and I'm going back to little kids in karate class. You you strike with the fists or the or or the or the kick, and you hit the wood and it splits. And everyone goes yay, <laughs> and yes, and you win another belt, but you don't follow up with secondary and and tertiary shots. You don't come up with combinations after that. You hit and then you move away because you're fighting for points. That is not how this fight is going to go down. I'm telling you, man, Bahada is going to win this fight hands down. I am tailing you like no one's business. I love your pick. So there we go. Two plus, two plus money bets on the best bets this week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to win some money this week. For my final best bet, Though I am going conservative on this one, but but hear me out. This is easy money, folks. Easy money, Johnny boy, yes. to be made here. I'm going to the Huskies. Ruff, ruff. The heavies. I don't have a sound effect for heavy. The heavyweights. Marcos <laughs> Ruggiero de Lima. Moderate favorite. Minus 200 right now versus Derek Lewis, but forget that. Who cares who wins? My best bet is this fight will end by finish. It will not go the distance. And here's why. Derek Lewis coming off of three losses. Spivak, Pavlovich, Tuivasa. Mm. The old Derek Lewis could have probably won those fights or come close. The current version of Lewis looks like he's giving up, doesn't care. Yes. Let's talk about the Lima. Not a good fighter. No. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. <laughs> he would whip my butt. Not yes. a good fighter. He's coming off a win against an aging Andre Arlovsky. Can we really count that? Is a 44-year-old? Come on, man. Yes. And he won against another bad fight, uh, bad fighter, Cortez Acosta. So here are the stats, and there are a lot of them, so just hear me out. This is I what like I this. want you to focus on. I want you to focus on these. 84% of Lewis's fights have ended by finish. 90% of those finishes have been by KO, 10% by submission. 79% of DeLima's fights have ended by finish. 79. 61% by KO, 39% by sub. Combined, 82% of their fights have ended by finish. 78% by knockout, 22% by sub. 
So will this fight go the distance? No, it will not. My best bet is this fight will end by finish. If you think it's going to end by KO, because it looks like it will, TKO, pick your favorite fighter. I'm probably leaning on Lewis there. I don't know. Maybe DeLima. I don't know. Just go with by finish. John, that is going to be a I winner. Got, I got a little. I got a little interesting thing here. And I just couldn't bring myself, I couldn't bring myself to give this out, but it may, I'm going to see if somebody else out there is brave enough to take this. Tell me what you think here. Uh, DeLima, he's got seven losses in the UFC, or seven losses in MMA combined, in total, DeLima does. He's got five of those seven losses by submission. Derek Lewis has never submitted anybody. Man, if you got the nuts to do it, Derek Lewis to get them what? big arms under somebody's neck. Yeah, that's you, that's a huge you, payday. Do you have the numbers on that? I don't have the numbers on it. My book doesn't have those numbers out yet, but uh neither. We gotta wait till the weigh-ins. The Lima has never been knocked out, but he's been submitted five times. <laughs> five of seven losses submission. Hey man, pick your poison. Pick your yep. poison. I think yep. what you're really saying though, you know, if we go it's higher ending. altitude, is that we're ending this by finish. Yes, we're ending. We're ending oh, it. <laughs> love it. All right. And with that, it is time to deep dive into the other fights we like in UFC 291 Salt Lake City. John, mm. kick us off. We've got a prelim welterweight fight. We've got Matthew Semi the Jedi. Semisberger, he's a slight favorite, minus 140 versus Urosh, the Dr. Medich. I got to tell you, earlier in the week, I was like, maybe this is going to be my best bet. And then I'm like, nah, I can't do it. The numbers on both these fighters are just so bad, so bad. But I got the heavy lean on, on Semi, the Jedi. He doesn't look great inside the octagon. And his three losses, he's outstruck nearly two to one on the feet. And when he faces grapplers, he's given up takedowns. 10 in the last two fights alone. But this lean is more about the guy on the other side of the octagon. Medic. This guy fought in Alaska MMA. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it the Alaskan fade. These Alaskan MMA leagues are not good. And Luke, you know how I feel about these guys that come out of them. They usually aren't good either. Plus, on top of that, he's taking this fight on short notice and moving up a weight class from 155 to 170. Give me semi the Jedi to win here. Yeah, I, I think I'm I think I'm with you on this. Both fighters have weaknesses, don't they? Yes. Neither of them have proven gas tanks to go the distance. And now we're at slight altitude here. Medich is 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 a fill-in fighter, like you said. He can be dangerous. Yes, I'm leaning, I'm leaning to stay off this fight. If I had to bet it, I, I, I like your pick. I do. Uh, but I would also take the over one and a half rounds in that Ooh, fight. Is my I like pick. it. All right. Up next, we've got a prelim flyweight fight. We've got CJ Vergara, slight favorite over Minicius Salvador. So I'm going to I'm going to lean Vergara here. Vergara, not really a huge power puncher on the UFC. His only knockdown he had was on a Dana White contender series. I do like the four-fight UFC experience, however, and the other factor I like here, Salvador is a southpaw. Vagara fought a switch hitter with a 70-inch reach, exactly like Salvador, and outstruck him 83-48. to The left of Salvador shouldn't be an issue for Vagara, so I am leaning on the experience and the southpaw to give me the win here. Vagara to win. Yeah, I like that. They, they both land a lot of strikes. Salvador throws nothing, though. 
but looping shots. Ooh. Just just haymakers. Subsequently, if you look at the numbers, he has horrible striking accuracy. It's below 50%. He also absorbs more shots. He's got horrible takedown accuracy. Uh, let, let's let's talk about Vergara a little bit. Uh, guy's horrible on the mat. He, <laughs> and he's really slow yes. as well. I mean, this is not on the main card for a reason. Um, all they're going to do is trade shots in this fight. And I'm leaning toward what you just said. I, I love Vergara here. Uh, but I'm also leaning toward this fight ending by finish. I think it will. Nice. I like it. Next fight, a prelim welterweight fight. We've got Jake the Celtic kid, Matthews, moderate favorite, minus 270 right now versus Darius Beast Mode Flowers. This is an interesting one for me. I just I just don't have a read on it. I have nothing for this fight. Just not enough known for me here, and I'm off the fight completely, sir. Yeah, I get that. Matthews is a much better fighter on paper. He's been training for this fight for a while. He loves to counterpunch, and he loves to wrestle. And what that means is he's not going to take the fight to Flowers necessarily. Flowers, though, stepping in on short notice. This is his UFC debut. And get this, he lands less than one strike per minute. Combine that with a horrible striking defense. Excellent. <laughs> the the over-under is one and a half rounds here. Who knows? Maybe it ends early. Maybe, maybe take the under there. But if you like Matthews, I would say because he loves to counter and he doesn't, he, he loves to wrestle. I would look for the submission. If if you really want super value, I would look for Matthews win by submission. Uh, that's the bet I'm leaning toward in this one. Up next, a prelim middleweight fight. We've got Roman Kapalov, a moderate favorite over Claudio Ribeiro. I like Kapalov by finish here. We got two finishers in the octagon for this fight. 26 combined fights between these two guys, and they've only gone to the scorecards three times. Kapalov, he's never been knocked out, which is a side I'm leaning for the finish here. Rabario, he's got real power in his hands, two knockdowns in his last three fights, and his Dana White contender series fight. Dude, the guy only took four punches to put his opponent to sleep. Doesn't take long. I like Kapalov to get the job done here, though, and I think he's going to knock him out. Yeah, I like Kapalov for all the same reasons you said. The bet that makes me more conservative, though, like a little more conservative sense for me, is this fight to end by finish. I think you'd agree. But, yeah, I think take Kapalov at a minus 230 right now. Yeah, I mean, not bad, not bad. It's a moderate win, but you might get more value on by finish. Ah, just, yeah. just check it out on your own card. All right. Next, I can't believe we're here. I can't believe we're here to the main Ooh, card. Some good the ones on here. Card. Oh, we got some good fights here. Yeah. You know, when we first broke down this card, you and I both, like, we, we pretty much do this every week, actually. We look at the card, and we're like, eh, I don't know. Uh, unless unless you've been scoping it out, and you've been like, I've been looking forward to this forever. Uh, and then we came around on this card, and we love this card through and through. Yes. We absolutely yes. do. Yep. And the longer the week went on, the better we liked it. Yeah, the more amazing. we did the research on these guys. Yeah, it's only a lot of value and a lot of a lot of bets here. Uh, we have another welterweight fight on the main card now, though. Michael Maverick Chiesa versus Kevin Trailblazer Holland. Holland favored in this fight. John, who do you like? I, this is one of these fights, though. Me and you were talking about it earlier in the week, earlier tonight. 
This is a tough one. I've been on both sides of this fight. Now I'm leaning Holland by finish. And like I said, I'm back and forth on it, but the Maverick is just the type of guy on paper to beat Holland, a wrestler against this shaky 50% takedown defense of Holland. But the guy hasn't fought in almost two years. That's the only reason I can't put a bet on this guy. He's been off for so long. Holland, this guy's a problem at this division. He used to be at 185, is all you know. Now he's at 170, but he still kept that giant frame. I think he's six foot three with like an 81 inch reach, which is ginormous for this weight class. And he needs to win this one to make a statement at the division. I don't think he can win by decision due to the takedowns that he will be defending all night long. But what I see happening, I think he's going to catch Kiesa on the feet with a shot that's going to drop him. I say that's going to happen. That's my lean. Holland by finish, my man. Interesting, because Chiesa in Italian means church. So I think the Lord is with Chiesa. I think you're wrong. I think <laughs> God is on his side. <laughs> so you like Steven I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, Chiesa will, will, will want to take this fight to the mat where he has 10 wins by submission. 10 wins. Uh, but you mentioned it. The big factor is that he hasn't fought since November 2021. Uh, Holland has struggled against wrestlers. That's the Bad. only yes. reason why I am leaning Chiesa here. He has poor takedown accuracy, poor takedown defense. He's going to have to hit Chiesa hard, which, which could happen. Because, again, he hasn't been in the game for a while. I, I agree with you. Huge factor. But I, I just for just for shits and giggles here, I'm gonna lean toward the underdog. Kiesa to win. Maybe even by submission. I'm That's not tasty. Uh, yeah, it is tasty. There is one there's only one fight that we've left off of this card, and I'm just gonna talk about it really fast. And that is Priscilla Cachueta versus Miranda Maverick. Uh you know, Maverick right. a, she's a one of your favorites favorite, to bet against. Minus two seventy. <laughs> And the reason we didn't break this fight down was Cachueta has got you know deliberate eye pokes, shouldn't even be in the UFC, and just doesn't make weight. So we're not breaking that down. I would steer clear of that fight. Don't even try it. Who knows what's going to happen, which means we're going to move on to a much anticipated and important fight. I would dare say the most important fight on this card it is a middleweight Ooh, fight i do if, i agree yes oh we've got jan bohovic a slight favorite versus alex Pereira, who's also at minus 105 right now so i think vegas is telling us these guys are a pick em, but john let's break this down i i am leaning bohovic here now earlier in the week i i was gonna say i'm probably off this fight but now the closer we get I'm more on Pahovich, and I'm seeing the number continuously drop. I think he's currently at minus 120 right now, and I think he, I'll check. he opened at a minus 130, something like that. Uh, what I see here is Bohovich replaying what he did against Israel Adesanya. Pereira is a bigger Adesanya. I think we can all agree on that, and actually... Adesanya is not known for his grappling. Pereira is actually a worse grappler than Adesanya. <laughs> this guy came through the UFC very, very fast, and he does not have very many mixed martial arts fights to his name. More of a kickboxer. I think Jan's going to use a very heavy wrestling approach here, and he's going to get to victory. And you know what kind of tipped me off? You know what kind of tipped me off here? What's that? I saw some media this week, and he said, you know... 
I want to stand in front of Pereira and test my striking. Oof. That's a lie. He's not going to do it. He just wants nice. to put it in his head. That's what I think. This guy is a 40-year-old UFC fighter, former champion, very smart. I think he wants Pereira to think that. And as soon as I heard that, I thought to myself, I think it's worth putting some money on Bohovic here. I agree. I, I, I and, and I was wondering where you're going with that because I was wondering what he meant as well. Yes. And, and how you interpreted that. And I agree. That he's just bluffing because that is not the fight to take to Pereira at all. No. So no. as a as a fan, I absolutely love this fight. This is going to be the best fight on the card, in my opinion. Yes. Two former champs. It's an important fight for both of them, so they so they can get a shot at another title fight. As a daddy sharp, I hate this fight, John. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Yes. Bl- Blahovic is is uh, minus twenty minus one twenty five right now. I just checked it my my book. Really, I thought at first too close for me to bet. Vegas is telling us it's a pick 'em. The over/under is two and a half rounds. The over is favored one my, minus one eighty. I, I I think that's, I I, I kind of think that's good. But then again, it scares me because they, these guys Ooh. have such styles that it could be over really early. But but here's yeah. what I think. Here's what I think. Pereira, all the things you said, leg kicks, great puncher. The the guy is just you know. Adesanya said in their first bout that they had, he said in, in an after interview that. That is Pereira's leg kicks that was the factor in their first fight. So those things hurt me so much. I I just I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. And it eventually ended in a KO. And then they fought again and, and the reverse happened. But Lahovich is is a smart fighter. And I think you're right. I think he's bluffing because I think the way that he is gonna win this fight and take away all the skills that Pereira has is by taking him down to the mat and doing damage there. I like Blahovich winning by ground and pound. I really do. I think he wins by by KO, TKO, ground and pound. God, I, I just, I cannot wait to watch this fight. I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on this. I think that all the media coverage and everything is going to be on Pereira, and I think as close to fight night that you can make this bet that's where you're going to get the best the best value on Bohovic. yeah i think yeah yeah i I would say watch this one watch this one because it's already it's already ah, well you know what i don't know because i don't know if we've seen square money come in on this yet because i think it opened up at minus 120 Bohovic, and now it's minus 125 it was minus 110 Pereira. now it's now he's minus 105 because i on the money line so i i i you know, but that was early on. So does that mean that that that's uh, some sharp money coming in early and getting that good number at minus one twenty, and then it drove it up? Because I don't think the squares are going to start betting in, until the next couple of days. And because this guy, it, because it's yeah. a, because it's a it's a, it's a pay per view, and so yeah. so what happens is people start buying the pay per view on Friday and Saturday, and get all the your shithole square buddies over. <laughs> and then you can, and then they start betting on the fight, right? And then that drives yeah. that number up. Yeah, maybe John. I think you're right. Wait until the last second, right? He does look like an intimidating figure. Uh, and when that weigh in comes in, this is the this is the guy that comes out with face paint on. He he sometimes wears like a headdress. Uh, he does the whole bow and arrow thing. It's it's uh it's quite a quite a theatrics i guess <laughs> so i think i think we're gonna, gonna get some value here the longer we wait i think you're right i can't wait to see that way in that'll that'll yeah. be telling won't it yes for oh, sure oh it's the fight on the card but we've got another one we have got another 
I can't wait to tell you about this one. main event. <laughs> and we've got Dustin the Diamond Poirier, a slight favorite, minus 150 versus Justin the Highlights Gaethje. Who do you like in this one? But before I before I get the answer, let's talk about this. The belt that you hate. They're fighting for the vacant <laughs> BMF belt. And if you don't know what that is, that belt stands for the baddest motherfucker. It started, a little history here, it started when Nate Diaz beat Anthony Pettis back in the UFC 241. Diaz at the time declared himself the baddest motherfucker in the game. <laughs> Dana White said, yeah, okay, that's a thing. Let's make it a Let's thing. Let's make it. Yep, Diaz then uh, fought Jorge Masvidal next for the BMF belt. Masvidal held that belt until just recently when he retired. Now it's up for grabs. They are fighting for the BMF belt. All right, John, <laughs> unleash, unleash on I, us. I can't. I, I'm, I'm going to call it a lean Poirier, but I can't even call it a lean. I'm just going to be honest with you guys all right now. I'm already on Poirier to win this fight. The Love only it. issue. Poirier has is when he faces elite grapplers with submission skills. Gaethje, he's not that guy. Yes, there's people at home saying Gaethje used to be a wrestler. Yes. You know what I mean? Take down, he's landed on the UFC. Zero. This guy's an entertainer. He likes to go in there and bang. Obviously, these two have fought a lot of the same guys. When you compare the common fighters, Poirier either finishes them faster or has better numbers in the fight than Gaethje does. And then Poirier has the better fight IQ. He's already beat Gagey once and looks better against common opponents. So my safe bet here for my money, Poirier, the money bet. This is the one where you just buckle in and you just hold on for 25 minutes. I don't think either of these guys is getting finished. I like Poirier by decision, and I think that's going to pay some plus money here. That's that. You know what? I That's 25 minutes of hell, though. I don't think I don't think there's any wrong answer here because I think I think all those options are on the table. And that's why I'm going with the underdog. Gaethje wins this fight. And that is my lean. And I'm just I don't know. I I know why I'm doing it. Um, Let me just keep going. Poirier (laughs) has been has proven time and time again. The guy, the guy is a five round fighter. He he goes the distance. He goes the championship rounds. He's got it. He's 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 the full package. No question about it. Since their first fight, Gaethje has also shown that he can go into later rounds though with the same power and energy that he had in earlier rounds. That was something that was you know he didn't have perhaps when they first went at it in their first bout. We know Gaethje also he doesn't quit. The guy doesn't quit. I think it's a screw loose, and I don't care. He doesn't <laughs> quit. He will last into the championship rounds here, and he will catch Poirier with power shots late. I think it's going to be a TKO, maybe, maybe a decision. It's going to be one of the two. Uh, and and here's my theory. Now my theory, my conspiracy theory. Then John, the UFC will have their trilogy all lined up and packaged and ready to go for a couple of USCs down the line and it will be a pay-per-view and they will make a killing on that fight i'm not oh, saying these things are rigged yes. i'm just saying gaichi he's grown since their first fight i think i think he's i think he's gonna win this fight he's the underdog i'm going with it i'm just uh-huh. with it. we're nice. head to head my man we are head to head i did watch uh media day today and poirier was was talking in the press conference and you know what he said one of his keys to victory is what 
one of the guys asked him, man, you get in a lot of wars. Do you, do you ever go into a fight thinking you're going to get into wars? And he's like, ah, it just happens that way. But I just suffer better than other people. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's ready. He got his game face on. The ability to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still on Gaethje. I'm, I'm telling you, we're going head to head. We might have to have a side bet and we can ah. discuss that in private, in private. Hey, it's going to be a hell of a fight either way. I, even if you lose the bet, do you do you feel bad about it? Not really. No, <laughs> it's going to be a great and, fight. And that's how I'm going into this. I, I don't, you know what? It's worth it. Even yeah. if I lose the money here, I, you know, for me, it's worth it. I usually wouldn't say that, but you yeah, know, that's ah, a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's it's you know. It, look, the real answer is don't bet on this fight, but. <laughs> You probably, know, but probably. just but just yeah. have fun, man. It, it's going to be so much fun. All right, my man. Let's go ahead and let's recap our best bets for bets. this week. These, Who do you have? These are fights you do want to bet on. <laughs> Giles versus Bone Fiend, my best bet. Bone Fiend by finish, and then Thompson versus Pajeda, my best bet here. Take the underdog, Pajeda, to win. Pajeda is going to win that fight. All the way around. All right, my best bets. Tony Ferguson, the massive underdog. Don't discount him because my best bet is Ferguson to win, and you will thank me for that three to one payout. <laughs> and then I've got Marcos Ruggiero de Lima. He is favored over Derek Lewis. I don't care because the best bet is this fight will end by finish because these guys, eight out of ten times, win their fights by finish or lose them by finish this is going to end by finish we like that john that's going to do it for the daddy sharps podcast this week remember always gamble responsibly and you should definitely john gamble responsibly and within your means and just listen (laughs) and just listen to my bets bets okay no i'm kidding Ah, i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) our bets that we share are based on our own research and my research on el kakui is solid We don't always win, though, and perhaps I won't, but I'm pretty sure I will, John. (laughs) Be sure to check us out on social media, at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be back next week with all our best bets and Bobby Green's big victory. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm with you. I'm with you, Daddy Sharps. But but first, let's let's ask Bobby Green uh, the question, hey, Bobby, who is your daddy? We are. That's right. You stay sharp, everybody.